you know, when we think about our, our experiences and clients and, and even if you look through our blog posts, one of the things we tend to talk about and hear from other people a lot is good customer service. It just seems like a dying art. It just <laughs> seems like something that's lost yeah, it does. in and this it's, day and, and People age. are so excited to share their experiences about bad customer service or like a unicorn. They had, <laughs> they spotted a good one. And it wasn't even that exceptional. I think that's the scary part in this day and age, right? If I go into a store and someone, A, came up to me as soon as I walked at the restaurant, right? came up to me as soon as I walked in, smiled and helped me right away. Dropped dead. I, I dropped dead. I can tell 10 friends. <laughs> it's true. Right? And so I think one of the things, and, and you've heard us rant about brands and, and the whole experience, but I think that's just it, right? People today aren't just buying the dinner, aren't just buying the hotel room. They may think they are, but they're actually buying an experience. And and so one of the things, you know, why does that matter? Why does it matter to a, a, a restaurant or a hotel if they give exceptional customer service or any? You know, I... I struggle with this a lot and I I think I shared with you recently, you know, I feel like there's been a shift in power and I could be naive and maybe that this has been there, you know, all along, but I feel like instead of, of businesses, you know, being excited to have me, I feel like they often make me feel as though I should just be excited that I'm there. I do. I do. It's just, it just seems to be almost like a, you know, I need a bed to sleep in tonight because I'm traveling for work as opposed to being like, thank you so much for choosing us. Mm -hmm. Now, what can we do to make it exceptional so that you come back and better still tell all your friends? It's more like a, you should be so thankful that I have a bed. I have time to talk to you right now. (laughs) I'm exhausted. I'm busy texting. Like there's just been, it, it just seems to me like this whole shift and you know, it might not matter necessarily to these employees. And truth be told, I've had pretty crappy service from business owners. Owners. It's not just on employees. And I'm just using that as an example, but I wonder if business owners really are fully aware of the impact of these interactions or if they even know that they're happening. I I don't know. You know, I think we used to, and we talk about the evolution of marketing at times and, and things like that. And this idea that, you know, way back in the day, before all these fancy tools, you decided who you're going to buy from based on the person you knew and the relationships you had. <laughs> or the, you know, handful of advertisers that were advertising on the one yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. But at the same time, you're not going to go back to the, the butcher who was who didn't give you good, you know, service and, and right. treated you poorly. You're going to tell all your friends to go to the guy that's, you know, is is positive and helpful and helps the community. And so the butcher I think- was lovely. Like I feel <laughs> I feel like that's exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But in my mind back then, you know, the butcher was trying to get your service. Yeah. And now I don't feel like anyone's trying to get my service. And I think that that's really what I'm struggling with. So I think, you know, what we end up doing is sitting down with clients or, and one of the things that often end up in our strategies is what can businesses do to provide good customer service or a better way of saying it, to provide a quality experience for their clients, right? With, for their patrons or whoever, because this phrase, good customer service looks so different to everybody. Hmm. What does the experience look like when I come into your establishment? Well, and I often use this example. So as you know, my mother was in the hospitality industry for 30 years and I started off in a dish pit as did my brother and my <laughs> sisters. We've been in the hospitality industry for a very long time. Um, and she, one of the things that she said to me when I, you know, first got into a management position and then had insight was 
really be clear to all the people that work with you or you surround yourself with, really be clear on your definition of customer service and what it looks like at every single point of contact. Because customer service means different things to different people. And an example of that, and this is one that I use often is, so my husband and I, as you know, went to uh, Boston for our wedding anniversary. And I was so excited to get to Boston to try the Boston chowder. Right? <laughs> we raised a Boston chowder. I watched diners, driving some dives and the Food Network. And I just wanted to go and try some of this chowder. So uh, anyways, we get there and we find this sweet little restaurant and we go in and we're just so excited. And this lovely waitress comes and she seats us and takes our drink order and she comes back and she says, are you ready to order? And I look at her and I said, yeah, I think we know what we want. And I lean in and I said, <laughs> So how's the chowder? <laughs> All excited, right? Yeah. And she looks at me and she puts her palms on the table and she leans in and she goes, I'll tell you what, I don't eat it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I looked at my husband shocked and he looked at, he, he was like kind of stuffed with a laugh or whatever. <laughs> and he said, we'll take a few more minutes with the menu. <laughs> And so she left and I'm going, what the hell does she mean? She doesn't eat it. Is she allergic to seafood? Maybe, you know, you Will don't want to know what they, yeah, you don't want to know what they do with the chowder. Anyways, needless to say, we drank our drinks and we left. But I pose it, you know, when we go in and teach both Don and I teach marketing classes, but when we go in and teach, I'll often say, but you know what? Was that bad customer service? And we have a conversation about that. Is that bad customer service? And some people will say, absolutely, you should never, you know, blah, blah, blah. But other people will challenge it and say, you know what? She was being honest. You don't know the reason she doesn't eat the chowda. Yeah. But she was being honest. Yeah. So I think that that's a, there's a lesson to be learned there about this lady, I don't think was trying to offend us. And I don't think she wanted us to leave necessarily. She was quite lovely, but she was trying to be honest and gave her version of good customer service. So I think point number one about, you know, how do you, um, foster a culture of good customer service? Well, I think number one is to make sure that you're really clear on what customer service looks like to you yep. and therefore what you want your employees to do at every single point of contact. And don't be shy to be explicit. Well, it's going to be very explicit, right? I mean, we even for ourselves in our, in our small office and, and whatnot, when we, People might find it crazy, but we actually have a very clear process listed for our employees as to when someone walks through the door, what happens, right? We stand, you know, there's a series of things and it's genuine and it's real of what we want. But unless you've said to somebody, this is what it looks like when you're being welcoming in our office, they don't know what that is. And then it's up to you to decide if that's within that person's core values or Absolutely. not. Maybe they're just not into it and they may or may not fit with your business. But if you know what it looks like, that's the, we even talk about what it looks like when you're answering the phone properly. Cause it's oh. shocking. Oh, phone, phone etiquette. etiquette. <laughs> We're going to do another rant yeah, on phone, phone etiquette at some point, yeah. but I think it is. I think it's setting standards and it's setting expectations and then watching if this is the right fit for somebody. And it's okay if it's not. It doesn't mean they even necessarily have to leave your company. Maybe they're not the person that should answer the yeah, phone. They're not frontline. Right? Yeah. And I mean, that's all important. But unless that's there, and that we, whether it looks at standards, it's breaking it down. Just the phrase, don't take it for granted that the they phrase know. Uses, what does it look like when I'm doing it right? That's right. And being able to be explicit about that. So what about um, the whole question of uh, feedback? Oh. And so we've had our, our favorite question, I think, and I, I remember watching you answer this one. Someone says, well, how do I get better feedback on TripAdvisor? <laughs> well, <laughs> 
For lack of a better description, your answer was? Be less shitty. Do right. great things. Do things to elicit positive feedback. There is no key, you know, uh, I don't know, answer to how do I you no know, magic get bullet. better reviews. Just do better. I, I don't know. Well, and that's just it. So I think that's one of the first things is though, or somebody who says, you know, how do I stop getting negative comments on my trip advisor? Well, A, <laughs> are the negative comments true? Right. is the first thing you want to say to somebody. Everyone knows you get one or two posts. And, and those of us reading them who don't know your establishment, if I read through 20 posts and there's one, maybe two that are, you know, people aren't happy, I know those are the outliers. But if everyone else is saying good things about you, then don't worry about those ones. But if I read 20 reviews of your place and everybody says that you're... You got bed bugs. You got bed bugs or that your staff are not helpful. Yeah. Then guess what? On a very humble, <laughs> on very humble side of things too, like it sucks. Like getting negative feedback burns. Mm -hmm. It really it's sucks. It it's absolutely personal. And whether you own the business or you're just, you know, in management in the business or you just, whatever it is, like the, it just sucks. Like I'll never forget, you know, the first few, you know, people who didn't love me. <laughs> I know, awful. shocking. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, shocking. No, but it's true. So I mean, I, but that's that's a good second lesson, though. As much as it hurts, you do have to watch for feedback, and, and to I see think that watch feedback. for trends in feedback. Good point. Maybe is even a, a better way to yeah. look at it because you're going to have one-offs of people who are just crazy people. Yeah, you know, or, or people who you're never going to make happy. Or, or something or, did go wrong. That's right. I guess something did go wrong, and you have to own it. I, but it's true, right? Yeah. So those are. But if you've got 20 people on your trip advisor saying your beds are uncomfortable, right? That's something that you might want to look into, right? Exactly. So to be able to learn from it. Absolutely. So I think, you know, number one is make sure you know what it looks like when you're, when you're giving good customer service and clarifying what that looks like. Number two is, but watch for feedback. You might think you've got things all worked out. You might think that your staff know how to do pieces, but if you're reading and seeing consistent trends and feedback that you know what? It's not hidden. Or your chowder sucks. Your chowder sucks. Right? If your chowder sucks, <laughs> then you might want to watch that feedback. So that's important. <laughs> but I think the other thing that's interesting in this day and age, this, this idea of uh, good customer service, it doesn't take a lot to wow people, but sometimes just looking for those opportunities. Right. Like have the initiative. Like yeah. we say to people all the time, like have some initiative. Look for excuses to wow people. Yeah. Like that, it's also kind of fun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, or even small things. We, we often talk about, um, especially for service companies or professional services like ourselves, the art of the handwritten note. Mm. I actually got a handwritten note from my uh, eye doctor. And it was a handwritten note. It said, thank you for referring somebody to me. I forgot I even referred somebody to her. I don't even, I could, it took me probably half a day to even figure out who I probably referred to her. And then I realized it was a lady at the gym. She was talking about her eye doctor and that her child was scared of her eye doctor. And so I was just telling her the story of mine. And I got this handwritten note. The same eye doctor has actually, I had an appointment at 3.30 and at about 3 o'clock she called me, her assistant in the office, and said, we're running about 20 minutes late. Just wanted to let you know. So, you know, if you show up 20 minutes later. So that's you didn't have to sit there? Yeah. And I was running late. Wow. It was like, bam, yes, <laughs> I've got extra time. Doesn't take much. No, it doesn't take much. Right? That's and, a wonderful thing. You know, and those small things. I remember I had a girlfriend who on social media, um, 
had she was going away for a wedding anniversary with her husband just to a, a beautiful room in the city and they were gonna go and have dinner and go and see a show and stay at this beautiful hotel and she had uh, tagged them in a Facebook post and had said it's our you know wedding anniversary and it's the first time we've been away from the kids and however long and you know whatever staying at the whatever hotel and was just thinking gosh what a great opportunity for that hotel to do something fantastic and I don't know if they ever did or not but if you're for instance online and monitoring your accounts mm -hmm. especially I feel if you're a restaurant a hotel a destination of, of any sort people are tweeting facebooking instagram instagramming their way to the mm -hmm. location while they're at the location when they leave the location those are all great examples of how uh, businesses can can watch for those cues and really wow people. Like imagine if they got to their hotel room and there was, you know, a little treat on the bed doesn't or a little note. It doesn't have to be big, but it just recognizing it and making it personal because those emotional connections are so vital. Well, and I think that's it, right? So looking for those opportunities to create that experience. Mm. Just something that I'll remember. I'll come back. I'll tell people. Exactly. You know, when we go to that city, this is where you have to stay. When you go into that town, this is where I'll you have to I'll tell you what, eat. don't go to that restaurant and get the chowder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the name. But Call I got me. an eye doctor for you. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's right. <laughs>